You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me? This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Today, we got an amazing independent creator he is a writer he is kicking ass he's a poet apparently he's also a superhero by day he's surrounded by comics apparently the man is is wild he got a dope new book coming out from scott comics called junction jones and the corduroy conspiracy let me introduce one one half of the creative duo of this brand new book dropping at your favorite lcs mr Tom Pescator, brother, how are you? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Look, I'm all wild. And he's all chill. <laughs> so what's going on, brother? Welcome mm-hmm. to the show. Appreciate yeah, thank you coming you. on. Yeah, but so I uh, obviously had the uh, pleasure, privilege, if you will, of checking out this issue uh, in advance. And let me tell you, wow, I love black and white art too. So they first hooked me like a fish on that. And uh, mm-hmm. reading through the story and whatnot, you know, kudos to you and your boy Loco Gonzalez, Huepa, <laughs> hermano, you know, doing their thing. So, you know, we're going to get into it now, folks. We're going to meet Tom, and then we're going to get into this whole new, you know, Pescatorverse over here and find out what's <laughs> popping, all right? So yep. with that, Tom, what up, homie? Where you from, OG, and what was your first taste of fandom? Uh, I'm originally from, like, right outside Philly. Um, and uh, it's actually, I mean, I... I guess it's probably my mom. She had a bunch of like old comics. I don't know if they were hers or uh, my uncle's. And it's, it's how I learned to read. So I would, she would read me old issues of Spider-Man when I was like two. And when I learned to talk, I would just like remember each page. And I would just like take it to people. And I would just like mem- from memory without knowing how to read, just read the comic book to them. Oh, damn. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so through that I did learn to read, and I guess the first comics I bought were like from Rite Aid or like the supermarket. You know, it's like if I went into a store with my mom, I was coming out with a comic. Right, you and me both, bro. Because if I went to Grand Avenue with my mom, you know, and I'm helping help mm-hmm. with the bags, I mean, payment was a comic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for me too. It was like anything I was gonna do if I got a little bit of money, you know. It was like, I'm getting, now I'm getting two comics that day. And uh, then near my, we moved uh, like a couple miles away. And uh, near my elementary school, there was a, like the first comic book store I ever saw, which is like called Comics Etc. And uh, I used to like, you know, like save my lunch money. So I'd have more money to buy comics. (laughs) It was like the first place. I was like the only kid I used to like sneak in there uh like during recess and Weird. just sit sit on the you floor weren't cutting just... class were you no nah, just, just recess <laughs> they, they would have known if i cut class <laughs> <laughs> but the people there were really cool you know and they would just give me like advice or their you know the comics they liked so that's oh, really that's where awesome. it started it's like gi joe spider-man batman that kind of stuff that's my shit gi joe for sure transformers Conan, yeah, Transformers, Avatar, yeah. Sword, all that yep. shit was my jam. Oh yeah, and my mama was again picking me up like Suicide Squad, you know that one right after mm. the you know the the black cover with with the with from eight, what was eighty seven Suicide mm. Squad that that was dope. 
mom was buying me like serious tone things for a kid. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the good things, right? You have a parent that doesn't really know, and they're just like, I'm gonna, my kid likes comics, I'm just gonna grab all these comics. Oh, yeah, like I said, she was giving me Savage Sword of Conan with <laughs> titties, you know what I mean? I'm like, hey, yo, no problem. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I see flipping through it. She's going by the cover. Oh, this looks cool. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So, so you're telling me you were a lone wolf throughout, you know, school uh, in the collecting world, or did you have a little tribe? No, pretty much just just me. Um, oh, wow. and like old, a lot of help from like older guys. Uh, there was a so the second comic store I went to was called Showcase Comics. Um, and that's really where I've had a file for like I've had a pull list for like 30, 30 years, I think. Oh damn! Yeah, and the, the guy that the guy that worked the desk was named uh, his name Scott Neely, and he he left. He was a to do art for I think he he did Green Lantern for a while and Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, 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 yes. And uh, he gave me all his Spider Man comics. What? He just was like, I'm moving. I can't take them. And it was like uh, probably everything from like '77 to like '93. He just get out he was just like here you go you what? can have all this so i just like <laughs> so spider-man for me it was like the main like that was where i was like i'm gonna spend all my money on spider-man comics growing well, that, up basically. that's some good stuff between yeah. you know those years i mean tons of great mm. Woo! boy you must have had a smile ear to ear looking <laughs> like coca that day <laughs> shit I would have. Oh my God! Did you know what you just gave me, homie? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't really until until college that I found other people that were, you know, into comics. Okay, okay. So when you were in school, in school you know, were you getting creative writing? Was that something you would do? Yeah, yeah. Always, then? I wanted to be an artist at first. You know, I, I I took like art classes, and I, you know, I. I put a lot of I put a lot of stuff into it, but I, I eventually got to the point where like I felt like I I couldn't really go any further. Okay. You know, like I, I think I like stopped at the point where you're supposed to keep going to like break <laughs> through the wall, like creative wall. He stopped at the wall and made, yeah, made like, a sharp left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's where I started, and and I think that coincided with uh my like so I didn't have anybody to hang out with. So I, I didn't know anything about like underground comics or, mm. you know, any kind of like more adult comics. So like I veered off into reading like fiction, yeah, literature okay. and stuff and, and then, and poetry. And, and that's really where I went to like, you know, maybe I'm not going to make it as a comic artist, but maybe I can make it as a writer okay, or something like that. So I started putting more effort in like poetry and short story writing things like that. All right. All right. All right. And, and, and so when you started putting that effort, when was the first time that you submitted and how uh, was that experience? Like, were you scared, nervous? <laughs> I, I think at first, and then I just said, well, what, I mean, if it's terrible, I'm not going to hear anything back, you know? <laughs> so which is just as bad. I think cause you don't hear anything better. God damn yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> when I don't hear anything back that I've learned that that's like the word, you know, I'd rather someone talk about it than just. Crickets. Yeah. Right. Don't yeah. ghost me, man. Tell me it sucks. <laughs> At least I have uh, something. <laughs> Excellent. So what was that first time, like, when you actually got something, they submitted something, and they said yes? Yeah, I remember. It's, uh, it was a magazine called Kerouac's Dog from England. And uh, it was a 
from England. So, yeah, so so I've also so parallel to my um like comics and like literature career, uh, I'm really interested in uh so I, I have a graduate degree in history and uh really interested in like um urban history and like um like uh homeless communities like migrant communities hobos and things like that so Mm -hmm. and like tall tales so like i started working one of my ideas is like working with like tall tales and like you know kind of like finding like new american myths yeah really like how can you like take like john henry or paul bunyan or something like that and and bring it to like a modern like a surreal way and and i guess my vehicle was as it, i guess you could kind of see and in junction jones the hobos and like uh, yeah you know, you're like saying that culture and things like that that's why i'm smiling over here because you're saying that i'm like okay yeah I, that's everything <laughs> started the book <laughs> <laughs> what do you so this, the story i submitted was like a fairy tale all right it was like a fairy tale poem about like uh, a strange, like my like my pop migrant populations on like a in like a strange world. It's like a love poem, which is surprising. I might I don't really write like that kind of stuff, but that was what was taken. I was like, okay, maybe I can. Hey, you know, maybe, maybe I, I could can get mushy. This. Maybe I'm yeah. doing mushy stuff good. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. All right, so you, you're doing that. Uh, all right, you're writing stuff. Mm-hmm. When did you start? When did you dive back? Like, into comics? Something in comics, yeah. When, uh, when so, did that happen? So after graduate school, I couldn't find a job. And uh, to, you know, like, so I, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move back home, live with a couple friends, and then work on, you know, getting like, a, like an adjunct professor job or something. And uh, so I moved back into the house with a couple of guys that I was – I used to do like um, film stuff with and and write with, and uh, we played a RPG that my one of my friends, my friend Will, ran with superheroes because we had all superheroes in common, and we were like, hey, maybe we could like a couple of the guys in it. Like after it was over, we're like, maybe we should just write comics. Like and they were like, Tom, you're like basically <laughs> grew up with the you know, like you don't have any memory prior to comic books. Like, why don't we, why don't we work on comics? So we can't, we still, we still uh, do self publishing of like a superhero universe. Okay. So we've cool. been work. we started working on that in like 2013, maybe. And right. uh, made millions, millions of mistakes, you know, <laughs> especially Not millions of dollars folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably thousands of dollars, but millions of mistakes and just figuring out like you know how to work with an artist like what kind of paper we like what what, what kind of thing do we like so what was that learning curve like because you know you've always been a a reader and a consumer now you're stepping into like all right i'm gonna do my own stuff so what was that learning curve like for you uh it was pretty it was pretty steep and there was you know moments where we thought we were gonna quit and uh yeah. <laughs> But for me, for me, there was never a moment I was going to, I wanted to quit. You know, I was like, finally, like I'm, I'm making comics. I don't care like how, how bad our printing looks or, you know, one of the things that saved us was that we learned how to letter using clip studio. And that helped me a lot because 
there was so much I wanted to change after I saw the art. Mm. You know, like when I'm when I'm working with Luciano, like I I basically rewrite the dialogue like as I get pages, and then oh really? <laughs> yeah. So we have a script like on Google Drive, and I'm like editing the script as I see his pages. I'm like, okay, okay, this I'll have him draw this now. You know, I'm gonna change right. the dialogue here. So all right, so you you say okay, so you started venturing into creativity 2013. You know, happy 10 mm. year anniversary, 10 year anniversary. Oh yeah. Front, yeah holy shit! You know, yeah. pretty cool. Ten years of you <laughs> delving. Yeah. So what is it like to work, you know, with a team and building the book, you know, other than just the journey? But, you know, what was that? How was the communication or when you guys started first building before you even get into Junction? Yeah, I mean, that's like my favorite stuff, you know, like I, it's like I have an idea, you know, but then what I'm presenting, sometimes I realize like isn't the idea that I'm, I think I'm presenting, you know, and then and then sometimes I'll see like how like Luciano or the other artists that I've worked with on the superhero stuff, like how they draw someone and like the kind of vibe they're getting from them. And I'm like, Oh, you know, that's like more, that's like a better idea than what I had. (laughs) That kind of like, they understand them a little bit or I'll see like little, you know, like with like, uh, I'll see some body language, you know, like once you start seeing the images, you start have to like recrystallize what you thought the character was. And it's yeah, like a different, you know, once you have that other person, it's like, okay, well, it's a different character now. It's it's like a different yeah. story than I thought I, we were making. It's a so. nice combination of different personalities, right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. there's two different personalities working on this book. So, you know, you start, first they have this personality of you, now you got this, now you've created something new that yeah, actually yeah. works the most together. A whole new organism. Wepa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Let's dig in it. So, Talk about you finding the guy that I see next to your name in the oh, background, yeah. Loco yeah. Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, he likes name. to go by he likes to go by a moniker. His, his name's his name's uh, Luciano. Right. And, and where did uh, you find Luciano? So, uh, so Junction Jones started as a, a sequel to a novel I wrote in 2018. Oh, really? okay. Yeah, and uh, so the the original idea was that it was going to be like a surrealist pulp like a surrealist crime noir and uh you weren't gonna know that the cat was a cat like he was gonna be the narrator Mm. of the story and uh i just couldn't get any inspiration for it it was just sitting for for such a long time and uh my friend vince was like what why don't you just make it a comic you already do these other comics so i was like maybe i will i mean maybe i will make it a comic so I would I was just sitting with it. My son uh, was just born, so like I'm sitting at night so I can handle like you know changing diapers and stuff. So I just started like typing out a script for it, and then I'm while I'm doing that, like when I'm just like resting after like dealing with him the whole day, I'm just like scrolling art pages, you know, Art Station and Deviant Art and stuff. And then I <laughs> I came upon this photo of Mickey Mouse like eating a child. Or like like Totoro <laughs> kind of like ready to put the child in his mouth. And I was like, ah, there's something about the line that this guy has. You know? And then I look yeah. at all of the rest of his stuff. Not, not, nothing else is like that. It's all like cyberpunk, Fun. like like post-apocalyptic worlds. And I was like, this I wouldn't even have to explain the world to this guy. Like he <laughs> could just it. start like right away, you know. So I, I sent him a the script and I was like, Are you interested in this? And he just responded, Yes. And I was like, All right, well, let's let's do it. Yeah, man. 
Let's start seeing some of these praises because here's something. Oh man! <laughs> so, so talk about it. Junction. Who's who's? What, what is Junction Jones? Or who is and what's up in the in this world of the Pescatorial verse? What is this? Yeah. So, so the the Junction is like a is like a nexus between realities, realities and uh, space. So, like like fourth, fifth dimensional realities, and then space like Earth, where. Uh, Injunction, it's like a gigantic factory and slum. And uh, they're like wealthy aliens and wealthy beings from other dimensions use it as a conduit to like enter human bodies on earth and like, (laughs) yeah, and like just live out their like a human life. And uh, Junction Jones is a like a laborer. He's like biological, like a biologically created, like grown laborer. But he, his fault was that he was like born with sentience. So they just threw him in the trash. And now he has to live in like the sprawling slum of the city. And, and since it's like a, you know, like a, like a capitalist dystopia, he does have to make money. So, Mm. so he calls himself a PI, but he's really just like a, you know, like he's like just picking up like recycling, recycling stuff. Like, you know, he's just like picking so up. He really ain't goods shit. All right, because you wrote him with such awesome swag that you think yeah, he, does, oh, he does. He does have he some got swag. The swag yeah. yo. He got the swag and pulls that shit off for of being a nobody. Although there was, I, there was some scenery. I'm like, yo, bro, like if it was me, like shut the f up and leave already. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, so like each issue is kind of written around like a uh, like a a single moment. Yeah, and I think that came from it originally being like a novel. Okay. You know, so th- I don't think it has like a traditional comic book setup. Well, it was definitely a different read. Yes, in the flow, it was definitely a traditional comic read. Yeah, and that, but that it was, was another thing read. that was weird for me. Yeah, like the flow. I was like, the flow is not going to be like your normal comic. But uh, again, that that's it's experimentation, and mm-hmm. I think you you guys pulled it off uh, wonderfully. So yeah, it thank an you. amazing book again. You know, with the wordplay and then the imagery, as you say. Because I mean, look look at this panel work right here. How gorgeous <laughs> the, the art, amazing. And I I wanted the cat to be like the, the bad cop, you know, and Justin Jones is kind of the good cop, but he's like a tank, I guess. Cause I mean, I see some of the things were like, I didn't want to reveal, but I, it's yeah. like, you kind of had to in the pitch. Yeah. So like he's, I mean, he was created to like hard labor for a, a specific amount of time. So he is like a tank ca- kind of character, Like he can take a ton of damage. Okay. And if you make that a character like that, pretty intelligent, I think that's what makes him dangerous. And then the cat thinks he's like a 1920s, like Sam Spade. Yeah, he's like, a dick. Yeah, he thinks he's like Casablanca. <laughs> you know, he thinks he's like Humphrey Bogart or something. <laughs> the cat really is a dick, though. I'll say yeah. that one. But I love that you, you created some interplay there where, you know, they just called him a cat. And man, the he let it out, boy. I like, yeah, man, I feel like most cats in fiction are kind of like stoic. Were kind of whimsical, and I was like, I, I want the cat to kind of be an asshole, you know? <laughs> because let's be honest, folks, some cats are assholes. Yeah, so they are. It's the cat that honest. he's based off of is, is, is pretty much an asshole. <laughs> so, what? Look, this, this is comic books, folks. This is what you want. You want sci-fi, dystopian 
stories. I mean, a, a bum that thinks he's a PI, talking cats that are just, you know, dicks. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> what more could you ask for in comics? And it's really good. <laughs> I mean, look at this artistry here. Look at that. Look at that one page. And that, oh, and this, yeah, um, uh, about in regards to the scene that I actually just mentioned. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, he's. <laughs> artwork look at that i love it man yeah i mean i I wanted to build the comic around like small like kind of like seemingly inconsequential reveals that are like in like comical but also kind of like horrific or sad oh yeah yeah. but again as you get towards the end of this particular issue you start like whoa what's going on you know yeah (laughs) yeah you're like whoa that's also one of the concepts of the absurdity is that like you understand that this book is like a crime noir, so you you understand like what the characters have to do, but like the mystery makes no sense. Yeah, so yeah, I was lost. The yeah. is the <laughs> I was lost for a minute there. I was like, okay, but then I'm, I'm seeing actions, and I'm, again, your yeah. artist is smart. You guys are smart on how again, you guys observe the art really well, and then it'll help you very much in understanding like what the heck is going on, <laughs> and also if you're street smart. You definitely get the, get the mm. map out. Of the yeah, yeah, that, that's like that was kind of the goal of it, really. Ooh, who who this homie right here? Uh, this <laughs> this is a this is a hobo that you meet later on in the in the story. Whoa, I mean, before a hobo, he dressed kind of nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a bit <laughs> like a, a trickster kind of like a coyote, oh, a coyote type cat, like the Native American like coyote. God, oh, okay. He's Got kind it. of like similar in that in that way. God, the hell is the classiest hobo ever, son. Yeah, God. and that's where the and that's where kind of like the tall tale myth starts to come in, where like there are these like these like uh, god like characters that start to appear that are that are part of like the mystery. Okay. So they'll start they start to interact more with like uh, like dangerous characters from like the underworld of junction ooh, ooh, ooh. so so what does the underworld of junction deal with it's basically like a survival world okay out so it gets into a little bit of the backstory where it was a little more free in junction a little more like wild west mm-hmm. and then the authority the junction authority was that was able to basically seal off like the the dimensional travel and like monetize it and commodify it. Oh, okay, guys. So that's that. There goes a capitalistic angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like the hobos used to travel to Earth and just kind of mess around okay. in, throughout our history, but now they can't. Now they're like, uh, you know, hunted because they're not paying their crossing fees and things like that. Of course not. The guy has an empty cup. How can he yeah. pay for it? <laughs> I mean, poor guy. <laughs> Shit, bro. How do you collect money out there? So, and, that, and that's like the you know, like the I wanted to add like a silent film element to the whole thing, and that's that's one of the reasons why a majority of the comic is in black and white. Well, too. I'm digging it. I love that the, the style, of course. So, what was that reaction like when you pitched it to Scout and they said yes? Because I was, you know, <laughs> we're gonna see it from them. What was that like? Uh disbelief at first. Like I got the email and I was like, because. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, really like, like I said, I, th- I think it's a good story, but it is, you know, 
there's a lot of strangeness. Yeah, weirdness to and right away, like I, I think I, I think it was like five days, and they were like, they sent back like, yeah, we'll we'll take it. We want to we want to publish it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh man. And okay. I think at that point we had like two issues done. So okay. then Luciano was like, oh, I better get going. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. I, 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 so was he in on the email at the same time as you guys call each other? I mean, what was that celebration like? Like, oh man, we getting published, huh? Yeah, uh, we talk mostly like on Facebook Messenger. All right. And uh, a couple times on video chat, um, but I, I just like took a screenshot of the email, you know, and I sent it to him. I was like, "Look, <laughs> you know, we're getting published, so we better, we better That's get going." Awesome, you know, that is amazing. So, what are we looking? Uh, oh man, look again before we get into that. Look at this page, guys. What <laughs> gangster again? You know that wide cinematic look on the panels with little boxes. I mean. So much eye candy, dude. So much <laughs> eye candy. Talk about this page, brother, because this is gorgeous. Oh, uh, yeah, so so that's another uh, one of the uh, dangerous underworld characters, this Forschmach toot, and he's like a carny. He's like the head of a of an underground carnival, basically. And um, if you saw, you know, in the back of the comic, there's a bunch of, uh, like, metatextual stuff. Oh yeah, like yep, yep. and the very Watchmen style. Yeah, yeah. I love that, bro. I love that. So, it, it really expands upon it. Then it lets you loose on your, you know, uh, the way that you normally like to write. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. So, so those there's actually going to be three separate stories that are told in the in the back matter. One that takes place in 1938, 1970, and 2017. Mm. So one. A lot of the these characters that you meet, they um they impact like Earth in not so great ways. So they may be like a good character or a helpful character in Junction, but on Earth they could be like a malevolent character because they because of the way they treat like human lives. So there's like layers to like you know like a good character here might be a bad character ah, to like gotcha. humans because they you know they don't really care for humans or see this the lifespan. <laughs> it works, this guy, this guy, and some other uh, other stuff, man. <laughs> I would not be able to hang out with you guys. I think. <laughs> Oof! Look at this page. Talk about this again, and look look at the 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 usage of the panels here, the lines. I mean, oh. Yeah, Luciano is like obsessive about that, like creating chaos with the panel layouts, and it's dope. <laughs> so dope. And I just keep telling him, like. You know, make it make it as gory as you want. You know, we can, we keep pushing as the issues go on. I mean, it, it looks so cinematic. That, that yeah. the bottom the bottom was it five. <laughs> it, you know, it, it just takes your eye, boom, boom, wonderful, a nice zigzag. Like a Z. Yeah, <laughs> love it, yo, love it. You guys are doing amazing books. How many issues we're looking at here? Uh, it's going to be six issues. Six, a six. Yeah, issue. and the third run, the right? third issue is uh is a larger issue it actually has like a an eight page like you flip the comic upside down and the back and then there's a, an eight page like 1970 style like zine no way that's like a different yeah there's a different artist that I, that i know from brazil their name's uh danger jazz okay. and uh they do <laughs> what they is do it when like, you find these guys local <laughs> Gonzalez, they, danger jazz. All wanna, they all want to use they all want to use nicknames. <laughs> I'm going to just call these the Pescator Rangers, you know? <laughs> I dig it. 
So, and yeah. Scott was cool. So they've been cool with everything so far, which has, you know, been awesome for us. Like anything. That was an amazing do, label, man. Yeah, yeah. I I can't remember. I think Gut Ghost was a book I saw by them. That's like really what, you know, put I put me on like them on my radar. Okay. And I, I really like enjoyed their stuff. And I was like, that was one of my, it was like them, Humanoids. Yeah, H1, yeah. Yeah, it was like what yeah. I was looking for. Yeah, was great publishers. Like, yeah. All all of them, great independent publishers. You know, but you, you're with Scout, man, and Scout be smashing it. They got definitely an amazing line of, uh, yeah. of books. I mean, look, folks, this is how support is. I, you know, the things are below. I've been showing them off, but you want to follow Tom right there. Twitter is TC Prescator. Instagram is going to, this is a long one for this. If underscore I underscore don't <laughs> underscore get underscore out underscore there. <laughs> and then Junction City Comics very easily over there. But those are the instas. Check that out below. All right. Click away. Click away. I right, support independent creators. Get this ordered at your uh, LCS like ASAP. All right. Seriously. It's coming out what next month. Right, brother? Yeah. Yeah. February 22nd. There you go. So get your orders in. Tell your LCS again. You know what I did in the notes? I put the diamond order code. I made it that easy for you. So show the love. Go to your favorite LCS. Say this. Here's the code. I made it easy for you guys. Toma. Put this on my pull list. Believe you me, you won't regret it. So what What else is in store in, in the future of the Pescatorial verse and whatnot? What's going on? Uh, uh, we're, work, we're working on a, a possible sequel, and I'm still doing, you know, Junction City Comics. So, nice. so what's up with Junction City Comics? Talk to me about that label a bit, and, and what and is this anything we could expect from there? Uh, yeah, that's so. It's a it's like a connected superhero universe. I write a teenage superhero book. Uh, my friend does a crime noir called Mister Disaster, and then we have a time travels dimensional travel book called The Fancy Men. Oh. And uh, we kind of did like a. So unlike like Watchmen that ends with, you know, an explosion, um, our, our story kind of begins with one. And then uh, we wanted to do a different take on like mentor protege. So the original team disappears and the, the teenage team co- becomes kind of the mentors to the original team who had okay. failed, uh, you know, in their superhero lives. So they were more like godlike beings and the, you know, the teenage kids are just like, trying to be superheroes you know they just want to be like good people god so Ooh. and uh, wait a minute i didn't get that link though because other than Johnson city comes do you have a website i don't think we have a website do we okay maybe we do i don't know but uh <laughs> <laughs> he's too busy writing that he doesn't manage yeah. none of that folks he's too busy so yeah i just wanted it to look different you know than mainstream comics so Great. um focus more on like realistic looking costumes a lot of like you know character based kind of stuff. Although I you know I can't help myself with like big crazy ideas. So eventually like time travel and all kinds yes, of stuff. It's comic books. We we need all of that <laughs> yeah. craziness. That's the one yeah. place that is most very accepted. Where you know you gotta hang up this belief because it's a comic book. Just have fun and enjoy the ride, yeah. folks. The Junction Jones is gonna take you someplace, but Katori and Loco Gonzalez over here, I'm telling you, they're gonna make you go local for real with this. Like, yo, local so. for I need the next one to come out now, Tonyo. Now. All right? Now for real time, you're you're awesome, but I just wanna say, you know, as a fan of comic books, to you, thank you for being a creator that's willing to put your stuff out there, you know, you know, effort all just this is this is me. Enjoy it. So thank you for being brave and bold and putting out such a dope comic book. 
you know, I can't wait to uh, read the rest of the series and, ch- you know, check out, you know, uh, the, the trouble that homie gets into in, in his wild world. <laughs> you know, I appreciate yeah. it. So thank you and, and your homie and your whole creative team in Scout Comics. Thank you. Big shout out to uh, Melissa as well for, for hooking us up. So Melissa, you know, awesome uh, yeah, she's awesome. so if you're a creator and you help with your project campaign, you know, contact, uh, it's actually should be don't hide PR. I don't know why I said don't die. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, it's a Junction Jones uh, version, right? <laughs> there we go. Don't hide PR. Don't hide PR.com. I'm uh, check them out. Real uh, great agency. So with that, I'll be sharing. I'm gonna do it one more time. I, I won't. I, I won't do that other one that was so long. Right? I would just read it out to you. But again, on Twitter, yeah. on Instagram. If I don't get out there, bunch of underscores in between the words and Junction City Comics. Thank you, everyone that tuned in. You know what I mean? Make sure to click away, support independent creators like homie Big Tom. You got a great future ahead of him, him and Loco and everybody else. Again, I can't wait what else your sick mind comes up with because you are a sick old brother <laughs> in a very good way. <laughs> and I appreciate the sit out of that. But, you know, again, thank you for sharing in that with no, us. Thank you. Nah, brother, it is what it is, kid. Well, you know, appreciate you being on. And, folks, uh, check check me out on my big homie, Dodgy, every Saturday night at 8 p.m. live on Comic Crusaders World on YouTube. On the Year 9 web show, just an hour and more of just a bunch of shenanigans, comic books, and all that crazy goodness, all right? And, of course, my extended family, the Friend of Crusade, outside the panel, Cinema Crusaders, they're all over the place. On the cover cave, check them out there, all right? I also told you the rest to do. I saw that person on me, gente. Much love. Whippa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 